Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven of the Fraser Oliver podcast. Now, today we have an incredibly special guest. We have, there's only really one phrase to, to describe this man, and it is YouTube megastar, Robbie Knox. Hello, Robbie. there are multiple, multiple phrases to describe me. <laughs> there are. That wouldn't be the, the, the first one. Megastar strong. Star would have been fine. Megastar. Wow. Thank I'd you very YouTube much. YouTube megastar at that. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I mean, so, not as good as TV, but it's the internet. It's, it's, it's the internet equivalent. Yeah. So before we start, I just want to say a huge thank you to you, Robbie, for agreeing to do this. It means it means a lot to me. Pleasure. And yeah, it's going to be fun, hopefully. Yeah, so, I, should, I should hope so, too. Before we get into the podcast, why don't you give anyone who somehow doesn't know who you are just sort of a, a quick intro on yourself, sort of what, what you do. Okay, my name is Robbie. I'm 43 years old. I uh, live in Kent in England, in the United Kingdom. Um, I, um, I I used to be on Soccer AM from 2000-2007, people might know me from there. That's run my own production company for a few years. And for the last few years, I've been making YouTube videos. I also Twitch football manager on, uh, I stream football manager on Twitch. And I'm uh, a co-host, an occasional co-host of the uh, Happy Hour podcast, which is at the minute the most trending podcast in the country. Is it really? Apparently so. Amazing. And in the top five trending podcasts in Canada for some reason. Oh, love the Canadians. Yeah. Love the Canadians. Yeah, so you mentioned a few things there that we are going to sort of talk about in depth. The first one being Soccer AM. Mm. So uh, for those that don't know what Soccer AM is, I know Robbie touched on it there. It's a comedy football show. Is that how you sort of describe yeah, it? Essentially. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like a sort of magazine show. It's what they mm. used to be called these things. I don't know they still are. But yeah, sort of, a sort of light-hearted football show. It's been going since the 1990s. Okay. I joined in 2000 and I left in 2007. So I was there for seven years. Oh, okay. So I, I'm not the biggest fan of football, but I know a lot of people uh, will be and will probably recognise you from there. So what what was your role on the show? for? So you're there for seven years. What sort of things, what, what was your role and responsibilities for, for Soccer AM? I was a member of the production team, so it varied from start to finish from what I did because I was there for seven years. But essentially, by the end of it, but we did some things on screen, so we we're doing little, little sketches and stuff like that. Mm. I was doing interviews in the street, uh, a bit like how Max Fosh does now on his street, yes. things, that sort of stuff. Um, and um, but day to day, I was, a lot of my stuff was music. So I with Tim Lovejoy, the producer and presenter, mm. I choose the music the show. Um, looked out for new bands and stuff like that. And then I'd also do all the guest stuff. So people either I'd book a guest or someone else would book a guest, but then I'd phone them up during the week, do a little research, chat with them, chat through, write an interview for the for the presenters, um, okay. sort out their travel, make sure they turn up on the day, mm. take them to the pub afterwards and get them in a cab home. Nice. So sort of production side of uh, yeah. things mixed with a little a little on screen. So yes. I, I did do some research and sort of, sort of find some clips on YouTube and there isn't anywhere we need to go with this, what I'm about to bring up, but I just want to say the dance-off clip that I saw uh, is one of my favourite clips from, from anything, Robbie. And the fact that I've only just discovered that is a bit of a crime. Yeah, I did win one of the dance-offs. Uh, essentially what the dance-off was, was um, an idea where basically we, everyone in the production team was forced to dance for something like 15 seconds each. Uh, and you weren't allowed to do comedy dancing. You couldn't do like a sort of novelty dance move or something. You had to like, okay. try and be like a proper dancer, which made it so much worse. <laughs> it was and it was, like, it was horrendous. Like the first few years, I absolutely hated it. By the end of it, you sort of get used to it. But just like, 
what have I done? Mm. My, what, what decisions have I made in my life have led me to this? <laughs> what, have I, where have I gone, what has gone wrong? What did you do in a past life to be, uh, to be, <sighs> yeah, to be why, doing why, that? Come on, Robbie. What, what's, you've got a degree. What's happened? How's this happened? <laughs> how, how have yeah. you got here? So yeah. being on Soccer AM, a show where you have a lot of uh, celebrity guests on footballers on other sort of sports personalities, you must have some pretty good experiences from... Soccer AM, are there any sort of stories or experience from, from guests that stand out? I don't know, it's hard to pick one thing because they've got, well, yeah, it was just, it was a fun time and it was really hard work. Like we'd, we'd spend, you'd be like, there were, there were days where you get there on a Friday. There's a couple of times where I end up working all the way through the night from Friday mm. morning to Saturday, doing the show on Saturday, going to sleep Saturday afternoons, so I think seven twice. Really? That's... So it was, it was long hours and too long in, 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 hindsight it was a good job mm. to have in your 20s but then you'd be moaning moaning with, with your workmates about work and that but then the next day you're sat watching the Manchester derby with Noel Gallagher or something and you go yeah. you know what this is this is all right this is all right this yeah so so yeah I mean there was sort of it was it was good fun um I, I mean, it was a great job to have in my 20s but that was... mm. and I guess the tiredness is sort of weighed out by like you said the sort of adrenaline of the experience you're like oh i'm so tired and then Noel gallagher walks in and you're like okay um yeah and then you say adrenaline it's quite interesting there's people will say to me do you, do you miss soccer am and i i, I my answer is i don't what i miss i miss the some of the people because i got to hang around with some really good people and work in a really sort of good good fun creative environment but i i miss it sounds a bit weird but there's a sort of there's an adrenaline rush of a live tv show where it's not like you could just record something and wait it's at a certain time mm. this show is going to start and you have to right. be ready yeah if you're sort of, not, when, when you're when you've got your sort of headset on and you're on the sort of studio floor and you can hear the the, the gallery them counting down to air mm. it's quite exciting and then the titles play and all that sort of stuff it's quite a sort of yeah got a slight little, little goosebumps here just talking yeah about it um there so, so yeah i mean i miss i miss that's the sort of adrenaline rush of a live tv show which is was was fun yeah because i um you you won't know this i do uh theater quite like in performing oh. arts so yeah the, the feeling of sort of like being backstage and like you're live in like five minutes it's like yeah this is if i don't get it right now it's uh yeah what's what sort of theater things do you do um I mean, I, I did college for a years, did performing arts there. So I was in musicals and pantomimes. Pantomimes, I love being in pantomimes. It's just the the freedom you get. It's like, there's no really, there's no rules because you can make jokes that the parents are going to laugh at, but yeah. the kids will have no idea. And then obviously vice versa, this won't be more for the kids. And the parents will be like, that's a bit. But no, it's 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 really fun. So before we get into sort of the main bodies, that was sort of an intro on you sort of soccer and what you did then. We're going to get into obviously probably the bigger questions of sort of YouTube, podcasting, that sort of thing. Uh, I, I like to do a, an icebreaker on here. And it's it's, it's similar to uh, that on Happy Hour with the meal deal. But right. I, I think I think mine's better, personally. You, you can... I wouldn't uh, be surprised. I mean, I, I fast forward through all the happy... All the, it's, it's, it's not all that highbrow, is it? No, um, no. So what what did you have for breakfast, Robbie? Do you do you go healthy like a banana or continental? What what is he? Is your question what do I did I have today or what do I normally have? Well, it, it's the two parts. It's what did you have today, and then what would be your ideal okay. breakfast okay. if you could have anything? Right. So today I had um, I had quite a lot for breakfast, much more than I've had in a month probably. For okay, I had um, some 
sausages or vegetarian sausages? I can't remember which, what they were. Okay. One or the other. I think I had some sausages. I had some potato waffle hash browns. So like, they're like birds have potato waffles, but they're small and they're like hash brown material. But I only, I only had like three and they're quite small. Okay. So I also had some actual hash browns as well. So I had like a sort of like a mini full English, not very full English type. Not, not very full English. Today. Um, normally I'd have less than that. I mean, these days I don't eat that much meat quite often. I might mm. have like a little sandwich thin, if you've seen those. The little oh yeah. Sandwich yeah right, thins with a couple of um, vegan sausages in them. So oh. I, 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 um, that's that's quite often what I'll have. Tend not to have serious or that. My ideal breakfast, I think, would be some kind of nice fruit, um, granolary type, real Ooh. sort of loads of nice fruit and yogurt mm. that's something that makes you feel healthy yeah when you're eating it that's a heart that's, that's a hearty thing. choice yeah well i think i think just the, the fruit out of it makes you feel like you're mm. not actively killing yourself like i do with most of my food choices <laughs> fair enough fair enough so so how how do you go from obviously soccer am to being the, the youtube megastar that, that you are now um well uh it's probably about 11 years in, in between those, those, okay. those things. So essentially what I did was I went after soccer, we went to work at internet TV things mm. and before YouTubers were a thing, YouTube itself existed. It was the very early days of internet TV. Did that for a couple of years. Then I left and set up a production company making videos for brands. So just stuff like, stuff like okay. Puma, EA Sports, Carlin Carlsberg, uh, loads, loads of companies, loads of companies. Um, did that for a bit. Um, oh, I still do it now, actually. Um, but then I, I started, I did a few little podcasts occasionally, things like that, just for, for a creative outlet. And then I got a, f- a friend of mine, Will Brazier, who used to produce a um, radio show that Jack Mate did. And mm. he said, I was with him um, doing some filming at Watford Football Ground and uh, the training ground. And he said um, to him, why don't you start a YouTube channel? And I said, well, to be honest, it's, I think I'm probably a little bit old for that because mm. i only used i didn't really watch i've watched jacks i know him and i, I would yeah. watch other I'd, I'd, but i wouldn't watch youtubers in general i would go to youtube if i had a problem i needed to solve okay for something i would google how how do i do this yeah thing like that um but i was aware through work that there were youtubers i, I met quite mm. a few in hindsight that um wouldn't know how popular they were you know what i mean um so I, I, I said, I think I'm probably a bit old for that. And he said, I'm not being, I don't want to be rude, but he said, I, I, I know what it's like being an 18 year old starting university because mm. every September there's 20,000 vlogs about being an 18 year old yeah. starting university. So he said, what I don't really know about is what it's like being middle-aged. So I thought, okay, I'll do, okay. I'll do something. So I thought I'll do, I'll do something for six. I'll do a video a week for six months. See if I enjoy it. And I did that. Enjoyed it. Carried mm. on. For that. Yeah. Fair enough. So, there's there's quite a few things I want to chat about with uh, YouTube. Sort of a lot of, of your, a lot of your series, and the first one is uh, your walks, which is I think one of my favourite series you, you do on your channel. Thank you. Now I I see this series as, as more of a podcast. Is that sort of the intention when yeah. you sort of write is the questions? Sort, is it? It's that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I don't really yeah. write. I don't really write question much. I sort of. I sort of just. I might have the odd thing that I think I want to mention this. Mm. But I don't write an interview or anything like that. It is just literally. I was just off the for, for a walk. Generally, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I probably sh- it would make more sense to be. Yeah. Um, 
smarter with, with what I'm asking, sort of clickbait things. But I I always feel guilty doing sort of clickbaity things because yeah. I talked about this when I went out with Cam Kirkham and worked with him, and he was I was saying like what should be what what should be the title of the video is Cam Kirk was a lovely bloke who bought my kids Christmas presents because yeah. he did. He's a brand new, I never met yeah. him before. He bought my kids Christmas presents. It was lovely. But what would that's not going to bang on YouTube? If I if I did call the video, I didn't. If I did call the video, Cam Kirk and why XO split up? It's probably going to do yeah. it right. I mean, it's, like, it's yeah. that sort of. But then it's like, well, I sort of feel bad. I don't know. He would care, <laughs> but but I just think, think that shouldn't be that shouldn't be what it is. So um so yeah, I probably should ask better questions. But no, the, the general thing is it, it's just a walk, and I've seen this about Helen Anderson. Um, hmm. we were just discussing. I can't remember if it was on the video or off camera, but when you go for a walk with someone you get the if you go out for a couple of hours you get the small talk out the way pretty quickly and yeah you can quite often get into some deep chats about stuff or unusual chats because you've got past all the sort of oh, how you doing what you've been up to and all that sort of mm. stuff um and so I, and I quite like it and also i mean practical reasons there's a global pandemic on and you can't a lot of the year yeah. you know, to go inside so so going outside um fitted in with both the spirit and the letter of the law yeah. Um, so, so that was that was the main reason, the reason for it. But yeah, it's it's, it's supposed to be sort of quite nice and relaxing. And and I, it's not. There's nothing I'm doing that anyone else couldn't do. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I've got a nice camera and, mm. and all that. But essentially, it's two people talking, and it's just one camera set. I carry myself and just put on the ground a little mini tripod thing and just mm. film around. So there's not. It's quite accessible, I think. And yeah, it's it's very authentic because I know. So you look at like say actual podcasts, say like Jack's Happy Hour. They've got a studio, they've got mics, they've got all of that sort of multi-camera setup. And I think the good thing about your walk series is it, it's relatable. It's like oh, they're going for a walk here or like in the woods. There, it's like yeah, we all do that, and it's it's very nice about it as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, no, I, that's, that's sort of quite relaxing vibe. And people do. I, I put them out. On Saturday mornings at eight a.m. I'm not been doing it at the minute because of the mm. lockdown, but um, eight o'clock in the morning and Saturday mornings. I think it's quite good. There's not a lot of competition at that time, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah. it's it's. It, I think it's sort of quite a good hangover. Yeah, hangover I was, so was going to Saturday morning. All, all of your content's really good for for like if it's morning you hang over. You're like this is this is horrible. You turn on you got you plied to potatoes. It just it's sort of you know it yeah it's... yeah yeah a lot of them a lot of them are that sort mm. of sort of relaxed and a friendly vibe as well and that's the thing something i learned at soccer am is because we use soccer AM, we used to take the mick out of things and make fun okay. of things and that but it was always every year because the show is very popular every year there'd be a new show on some mm. of the channel itv or channel for wherever a new show that would basically try and be soccer am and right. they always made the same mistakes and one of them being they were always nasty and Okay. An example, we'd show if we had a if there's someone diving, they yes. might go, Ah, oh, it's terrible diving. And we go, that are oh, we'd still show it because it'd be funny if it was an outrageous yeah. dive. We go, that's a disgusting foul. The defender should have been sent off there. So okay. even it wasn't, uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And sort of just, just try and turn it around rather than sort of hammering people, sort of thing. So so I think being I think there's a lot to be said for being nice on the internet because it's mm. quite a lot of flu hunting. So not all of your not all of your videos are sort of low calm videos you do you do some sort of blockbuster epics as, as i'd call them and one of my personal favorites has to be uh i need to make sure i get this title right uh big mountains no kids yeah that so, was, um, that is such a good video 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, those that's those are my favourite ones. The skiing ones. I love skiing. I lived mm. in a ski resort in Canada for um, six months when I was twenty-one, mm. um, and and I just I, they're, they're sort of like sort of whether sort of half sort of tourist guides, half sort of travel vloggy things, something sort of and half. That's, that's three halves. Three halves. <laughs> the third half is um, is just for me to have a record of these holidays that I've yeah. been going on. So so. The first one I did was um, a trip to Vancouver on Whistler, which is mm-hmm. where I used to live. So it was like a 20-year reunion trip for a few friends who lived out there 20 years ago. Um, and then last year, I went to Telluride in Colorado with pretty much the same group, most of the same group. Mm. Um, and and just just being in, somewhere, being in North America, I think I've always loved America. I think there's something really special about American character. And... Um, and, and it just feels so like something on TV sort of thing. So just driving through the Rockies and things like that. I, I yeah. love. So so yeah, those those are I put a lot of effort into, and I know it takes me like a week to edit them, and obviously filming it every day for mm. a week sort of thing. But I'm really proud of them, and I think they're that, that's what I'd like to do. Given if I could do any job and it would fit in with mm. family and everything like that, I would be a ski resort reviewer on youtube and just go to a different ski resort every week during the winter that would be amazing and make a different video on each resort i need some company to yeah me. no that, that would make this happen that would be good yeah make, make it happen i just um, say i say it to as many people as possible and eventually the one someone eventually someone's gonna know gonna yeah someone's gonna know someone and it, and it will happen yeah so, exactly skiing skiing sounds like a very difficult thing to get into so where did you learn? Was it when you went to Vancouver for six months that you learned there? I learned or? as a kid. I learned on a dry ski slope in Kent. Um, really? Which is basically like a little like astroturf mm. almost sort of thing. I don't know the technology. I've not been on one for <laughs> 30 years. The technology might well have changed yeah. for them. But um, I, learned, I learned on that. And, it, and then when you go, the advantage of that is when you go on snow, it's much easier. Like the skiing snow is a lot oh, easier. Okay. Um, it's, I think it's seen as a, a sort of posh sport but it really yeah. doesn't have to have to be because there's different extremes of it or oh, there's a lot there's lots of ski bum people who just go and live in mountains and and work on minimum wage or something like that right and and and, and all that sort of stuff but you can do it relatively cheaply now i mean i mean you can get to bulgaria i would say you get to you get everything you needed flights accommodation equipment hire lessons lift pass uh, transfers and a half board in Bulgaria for five six hundred quid for a week. Wow! Thing it's not it's not as which is still a, big, a chunk of money, but it's yeah, not but... as expensive as people mm. think for all for all the stuff you get in there. If you, if this if you're going early January and stuff, so there's cheaper ways of doing it, um, and I just love it. And it's a, it's a thing you can it's a sport you can do. People I know people have done it well into their seventies sort of mm. thing like that. You can do it for a long a long time and. Um, and it's a lovely. It's just lovely being there. I mean, the actual skiing bit is a very minor part yeah. of the whole experience because yeah. a lot of it's just being in this unbelievably stunning, looking around you, and it just puts you just see small, but also appreciate mm. the beauty of nature. And then also, there's good apple skiing and drinking. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's that's a, that's a pro. Drinking is a you can get a drink out of it, then you're doing something right, aren't you? Um, so exactly, skiing has always been a very interesting concept to me because it's it's this is the thing that humans do where they they find something an animal can do, 
And then they're like, well, we want to do that. Like they looked at the penguin, went, look at him going on the snow. We want to do that. And it, yeah. it looks it looks very difficult. This has come from someone who's never ski, skied before. Is it as hard as it looks or? It's not. I mean, it's essentially simple movements. I mean, just moving mm. your legs in different ways yeah. sort of thing. But you learn and it takes a lifetime to sort of master. But I, th- I think you could get, if you started, if you went to Bulgaria, as I've said, if you went, or, or, or wherever, I know association with mm. Bulgarian tourist board, it's just <laughs> the cheapest place I know in Europe. If you, if you went to somewhere like that and you did a week's lessons, mm. ski slopes in Europe go green as these, it's green, blue, red, black. Okay. In, in ascending difficulty, and you would be pretty comfortable in green and blue runs by the end of a week. Oh, okay. I, would say. Um, I think you're overestimating yeah. me no, there, Robbie. So. I don't think so. <laughs> my 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 six my six only was it would have been four at the time. Oh. Um, no, he'd been five at the time last time he went, and and he was quite happily going up on the lift and going down blue runs with me. Wow. Um, so this is this might be a bit of a difficult question for you, or, or it might be easy. What would you say is the best place you've skied? Oh, I mean, I love Whistler because I lived there. Yeah. I so I, I worked on, there's two mountains of Whistler, Blackcomb and Whistler. And Blackcomb, I, I, my, the restaurant I worked in was top of Blackcomb. The village is at the bottom and, and staff accommodation oh, wow. was a little bit up, was a little bit up the mountain. So I sort of lived and worked on the mountain. And so I knew it, I know it pretty well yeah. to get around. So for that reason, I'd say Blackcomb's incredible because I know all the sort of nooks and crannies and where yeah. to go and where to, where to have fun and where to go depending on the weather and stuff like that. Um, that's a Telluride where I went last year. It was incredible, an incredible place skiing-wise. But, I mean, it didn't really have the at place skiing and stuff like that that I quite like. Um, there's a lot of good places in Europe. Mm. I mean, there's loads. Of good, most places are good. So with... Um, with... Yeah, loads. Was Telluride, was that the place you went just before the lockdown? Because I've heard, yeah. obviously, you talk about on the happy hour. Do you want to talk about that a bit here, yeah. what sort of happened yeah. there? Yeah, so I, I left, we, we went out there, and, it, and there was always, oh, the coronavirus stuff was kicking off. It was March, I think it was there, 8th to 15th, maybe. Wow. And we flew into Denver, and it was starting to sort of kick off a bit. But while we were there, it's, it was when it started to get really real. Like, it was, Tom Hanks got ill, I don't know if you remember that. Yes, yeah, that was days, we're like, we're like, well, Tom Hanks is ill, this is serious. <laughs> yeah, this is big stuff. Um, so, um, so like, okay, and, and, but even then, it felt completely safe. There was no restrictions. It was just the same as normal in the bars and that. In the last day or two, I was there, the last days of the week, they started changing how many people went in ski lifts. So they said, like, well, okay. like half... I mean, it wasn't busy anyway, so it wasn't really a big problem. So, like, they were like, which is, I just quite like, you got a bit more space. So, they, they started <laughs> restricting the number of people in scale lifts. And then the day we left, the Saturday morning, they shut every mountain in Colorado. All the schools wow. just got closed by the governor. And so, um, and then, and then as we were getting on the plane, like, as we were getting there, like, Trump was like banning travel to the, from the UK and wow. the UK and all this sort of stuff like that. So, we're like, let's get out of here. So, you just, you just sort of, you just managed to get out of there. Yeah, it had a sort of fleeing a zombie apocalypse vibe yeah. to the, the whole thing. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that must that must be quite scary. Thinking if we don't get out of it, if we had decided to stay a couple of days longer, we were we would have been in trouble, yeah, sort of thing. But on the other hand, what staying in? For a, for a oh no, we're pandemic. stuck in Telluride. Oh no, my wife would be livid. But if it wasn't the fact I had to pay for somewhere to stay, it's a very expensive place. Yeah, I'm not just be impressed if you just year, yeah. you ring her up like, yeah, look after the three kids. I'm staying in Telluride. Yeah, if I left the man, I'd be fine. Um, so yeah, it, it felt more weird in the middle of lockdown to look back, like in, in the first lockdown thing, to go like, 
because it felt like it's so long a past when you were in lockdown, didn't it? And to go like, yeah. a month ago, we were in Colorado skiing. Yeah, it's a bit like it's a bit strange. Mad, absolutely mad. Yeah. So, and, and I wanted to get. I don't think. Well, obviously, not going to get away skiing this year. So, mm. it's the first year I've missed for decades. I think. Oh wow! Uh, so, your your channel sort of really started to sort of gain traction and more more sort of following when Jack shouted you out. Yeah, he put me in a video where he ranked it was a tier list of YouTubers. Mm. So you could put them on different tiers, the top being God tier. And he put, I didn't know he was doing it. He said he put me in a video. So right. He, was, he said I was going to put me in a video, but I didn't know what it, what it was about or anything. And as I watched it, and I was just starting to think, oh, God, I hope he hasn't ambered me. Mm. I don't know why he would, but. Yeah. But... But, all that. but then he put, it was just me and KSI that he put in God tier. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And then, and it went from, I went from like 6,000 subscribers in about a week from about 6,000 to 60,000 or something. Wow. Like that. It, was, that... it was mad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was weird. <laughs> weird way. So th- this is one of my favourite stories you you tell. Where where was the first place you met Jack? I met Jack I, at a. Okay, do you want the long story or the short story? Uh, it's up to you, Robbie. Whatever you okay, want. I'll, I'll, go, I'll do the longer one, but as quickly as I okay. can. I essentially um, one year before Christmas, I. Um, I I'd done my shop online. I'd done the Christmas shop online, mm-hmm. but um, we got invited to someone's house on like Christmas Eve or something like that. So I had to go essentially to bake to get ingredients for a cake or something <laughs> okay. from, from the cinema. So I had to go to Sainsbury's in South South East London, mm-hmm. and it was horrific. Every single thing about the experience was horrific. It was <laughs> like a half hour queue for the checkouts right down the aisles. There was nothing on the shelves. What was on the shelves? was rubbish. I remember the yeah. carrots that were just disgusting. Like, how can you mess up carrots? What's wrong with this? <laughs> the prices have gone up of everything as oh, well, I noticed. No. Everything. And I left that. I was so annoyed and so drained from it. I thought, do you know what? There's got to be a better way of living mm. than this. <laughs> yeah. And so I just, I didn't tell anyone, but I just didn't go, I didn't go to a supermarket for six months. I didn't set wow. one buy anything for a supermarket. I didn't buy stuff online for supermarkets, anything like that. I thought, I'll just see what, see what it's like. And it was really interesting. I mean, I was living mm. in London at the time, so it was easier than... Yeah. If you live in a in a tiny tiny village or town or something like that, but um, but I, I went with good like butchers. I go to independent shops. I'd get getting milk delivered and stuff mm. like that, and and the veg boxes delivered and stuff like that. And it was um, there's that bits that are annoying, like when you need something like turmeric for a recipe. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a supermarket there. But you have to go and find an independent turmeric supplier. That's, that's I, like I don't know how many independent turmeric annoying. suppliers you're going to come across. Yeah, well, you 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 learn you learn where you learn where to get them. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So you do um, so do all that and go go to that independent businesses and sort of that where where, where possible and that. Um, and then at the end of that, I wrote a Facebook post, just 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 like on my personal mm. private Facebook group, uh, private Facebook. Um, I just, I wasn't, I remember not even thinking, should I bother mentioning this? I thought I did. So I just went, I haven't been to a cinema for six months. This is why. Because I didn't tell anyone about my wife I was doing it. Okay. I was say, this is what I found out. And these are all things I found out. And then someone at Huffington Post that I knew, what Huffington Post said, mm-hmm. would you write a blog about this? I went, yeah, sure. Oh. I wrote a blog. And then um, I wrote another blog, I think. I'd only ever written two blogs in my life, I think. Okay. And then they phoned me up and said, look, we, we're doing this. We've got this brand deal thing with Amoy, a Chinese food company, for the Chinese New Year. And we're having a cooking Chinese cooking competition. We've got a team of comedians, a team of YouTubers, and we want you to be in the team of bloggers. I'd written two blogs <laughs> ever. So yeah. I didn't feel okay. like it was. I should be representing the world of bloggers. I've only ever yeah. done two. But, but then we well, get paid. I went, all right. I mean, 
Um, so it's me and this girl who's uh, really a girl called Victoria, who's like a radio producer and she's mm. a, um, a food blogger as well. And um, and Jack and Helen Anderson were the team of YouTubers. Oh, I'd never right, met a YouTuber okay. before. So I turned up and I was like, this is... I hadn't met a YouTuber, that's not, that's not true, through work, but I hadn't really properly chatted to a YouTuber before. Okay. On a sort of casual basis, someone I knew, she was like, "Hey, blah, blah, blah. yeah," and just ask loads of questions. Yeah, that's that's yeah. So the fact you met on a Chinese uh, Chinese cooking show that's yeah. a, that's a unique story. And then there was there was a lot of there's quite a few years between then before I started doing YouTube because oh, okay. I'd never I'd I'd um, Jack had asked me to do various things and help out various limited spots. I was doing the old podcasts and stuff like that and mm. like, on the side, but he he. And I'd always say yes because I, I liked him and mm. liked getting involved in things like that. So then, and then, I don't know why I hadn't really thought to do YouTube, but I just eventually started doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So when you get that many subscribers in that sort of short time, there must be some sort of pressure that you feel you're like, oh, I better up the up the content sort of value, or, or was it sort of a well, these people have come here, I'm not going to sort of change. They've probably come here for a reason. Yeah, I mean, there's a slightly depressing bit in the beginning because some people subscribe just because they've been told to yeah because they think this is and then so what happens is no matter what you do like the next video i did like was that like, got like hundred fifty thousand views or something like mm. that but then for, for like a month or so they just whatever you put out is getting yeah. goes down so it's like oh god this is, oh, this is good. but then i don't i'm old enough to ignore all that sort of stuff yeah. i don't think i don't think how many people watch a video has a, any reflection of the quality of the video no, to no. a degree. And I also don't think, if you are looking to make a career from it, I don't think you need huge amount of numbers. I think getting the right people, people who are really into mm. what you're doing can help support you a lot more than than having a huge amount of viewers who aren't invested in you, if, you, if that yeah. makes sense. I think it's that combined with sort of finding your niche. Like obviously mm. you are uh, you build yourself sort of the the I don't I don't understand rude, but like the mundane like stuff like you you do yeah. I think you fine, do yeah. raise I, I call it and... I call it yeah, I, I say when people say what's it about, I say it's killing time till I die. Or <laughs> that, yeah, I, I love that. death or something like that. Yeah. Because yeah, it's it's that I think there's a sort of everyone unless you've got butler, everyone has to put their bins out. Yeah. And everyone has to um like cook some food or something or tidy yeah. up or go into the loft and get something like that. everyone's got to do these things so you might as well be honest about it and yeah and talk but talk i think like openly. I, I i don't think everyone would sort of have the the quality to make that seem like sort of really interesting content the the way you do because you take these very it, it, what should be boring things that no one wants to sort of watch someone else do and you sort of you, you build your brand around it. Like you've got merch about taking the bins out and that is, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very I've, unique. If I have one skill in life, uh, I'm not the best editor. I'm not the best cameraman. Mm. I'm not the best actual presenter or anything like that. I'm very good at telling a story. Yes. And I do a lot of work learning about reading that. And that, I think that comes through in whatever you're doing creatively. I think it's a really important skill mm. to have. And so I think, and you and it's something I think to, to a degree you can you can learn. I mean, I think I think I read, I read a lot of books. I've got anything around here at the minute. I read a lot of books about playwriting or, or mm. theatre. Or I mean, yeah, you know, one down there. Is this a theatre book? What's this? 
basically this is about this yes about writing writing for the okay for the stage um a book here just randomly found that i've been, been looking at um so i do a lot of books about re writing re about writing about story construction mm. and structure that that aren't necessarily things that i want to do like write for the stage yeah. of america for example um but i, I think I think it helps all these things sort of help and and gel mm. things together so, so yeah learning i think people would learning the basics of a three-act structure would help a lot of people out yeah who are on youtube and stuff like that this is the flow of the video as well isn't it making sure the yeah. video doesn't like if it has a cut in it it's not like suddenly it's cutting you're there like the transitions and things it's yeah, yeah it's... There's, and there's things you can i mean almost every video is better if if you shave off 20% of the time so yeah having said that I don't do very much editing in my walking videos because it's a sort of different thing I'm going for but most of the time if it's shorter it's, it's going to be it's just going to be better essentially yeah. um so there's there's a there's there's elements elements of that and um and yeah just just having some kind of sort of jeopardy or some kind of storyline yeah it. I mean I, I direct a few music videos and stuff like that and even then even though there's no words there's still got to be some kind of yeah there's still some yeah through it. yeah so we did mention it earlier but we have but we're going to sort of dive into it properly now so the happy hour podcast mm. uh, i'm sure most people watching this will probably have heard of heard of it but if they haven't it's a podcast done by uh the youtuber jack mate and his best mate stevie white and uh sort of semi-regularly you turn up as a sort of co-host on there well, I'm on the Twitter bio now, so it's, Are you? it's awkward. It's awkward for wow. them to get rid of me. Yeah, it's it's got it's got um, that. I am in most most of the episodes now that don't have a guest. Yeah, there's, there's absolutely no need for me to be there when there's a guest. There's no, no. I wouldn't be good. It wouldn't it wouldn't be any benefit. Mm. It, it would be too too muddy. Um, whereas Stevie's really good. I think it, it benefits having Stevie on. Yes. with Jack on it because he asks. A different sort of question yeah whereas i'm gonna ask I mean, the same questions as jack i, th I think um so i'd say um so so yeah it makes perfect sense and then I, i'm generally most of the other episodes one so one episode a week is normally a guest one and one episode a week is normally yes. a jack stevie and i one so we've there's one coming out as the time is recording there's one coming out tomorrow that i'm in Ooh. i'm also recording one for the next week tomorrow nice last week so so essentially most of the times i'm in yeah yeah, so I think people love those, like, those are my sort of favourite. Out of the two, you've got the guests and then you, Stevie, and Jack. I prefer the you, Stevie, and Jack ones. And I think that's just, like, the, the atmosphere of the episodes. It feels like, it sort of feels like you're just sort of down the pub with your mates having a bit of a a chat about yeah. about nothing. It's it's Yeah, it does. And I think, again, this is something about work. And that is a similar sort of vibe, I think, to Soccer AM. And the people would always mm. say to us, do you write do you write this up or sort of make it all up sort of thing like that and i think to get that sort of relaxed look because i think a lot of people do do that sort of just chatting with their mates podcast yeah. and and they're not always great i think to to get something to look like that down the pub sort of chatty bit yeah there's a lot of work beforehand not from me God, God, no, <laughs> from jack um yeah. but but working or work out a structure working out a format or something like that for the episode and and, and giving it sort of the sort of bones that you can hang everything else off of and i think a big part of that is the the relationship that you three have of the sort of there, there's a lot of running jokes of obviously bullying stevie's quite a big thing yeah stevie's job jack calling people out is quite a big thing and none of you seem sort of for lack of a better phrase pussyfoot around anything you sort of if you think something you tend to sort of just 
because you know everyone yeah. can take it. It's a very it's a very relaxed atmosphere. It feels like it's sort of roles that you fall into, isn't mm. it? Really, like like and I have I've said to Stevie when Jack has been around and said I said you don't actually think this is <laughs> bullying, do you? Because yeah. it's quite I don't really like him using that word. I'm not even going, but I think because <laughs> because actual bullying's obviously really serious and, yeah. and horrible sort of thing like that. So I don't want someone to listen or watch and go oh bullying's funny because yes. actual, actual bullying isn't so i don't think it's the right choice of word but i'm not going to blame him for that no. um but i think um i think i but I, th- I think yeah there's that sort of people fit into their roles quite well mm. and and when you get when you're mates with people you can say a lot of things that if you just went up to a random person yeah it'd be different i mean stevie i only met through happy hour i don't, I don't yeah. know before um but yeah it's context isn't it context is everything and yeah really i think so for for sort of anyone who isn't as invested the running joke for a while was stevie's uh job and basically if i put that in this title it might do pretty well so did you know what his job was did you know it or yes you did okay yes yeah 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 when i first met him he told me because I feel like that escalated very quickly from he not he don't he doesn't want to say his job because he wants to be careful from people saying, Oh, he must work for the Queen. It it Yeah. It went I'm sure really that, weird. I'm not really sure. I think people were just guessing. I think the actual reason was that he works um with with kids and, yeah, and he said members of the public yeah. like that. And and he and the podcast can be rude or yeah. risque and that and, and he didn't necessarily want people to associate the two, yeah. which I think sort of which I can understand completely makes makes sense. Uh, but then the, once you know the actual truth, the, the debate gets a lot less interesting because yeah. he's, he's an optician. But I think so, yeah, it's, yeah. I think it has spawned a sort of new meme of you and Jack changing your Twitter names to uh, have optician in them, which I think yeah. is it's almost well, a new Stevie thing Stevie said on the episode that we said that because you're an optician, he said, I can't call myself an optician. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not qualified. It's, I'm legally, I'm not allowed to. <laughs> Yeah, I don't make no, I, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm going to say If Dr. It. Dre can call himself a doctor, <laughs> yeah. I can call myself an optician. I'm sure, pro- for 40 I'm sure years. Professor Green isn't actually like, I don't think exactly. he's got a PhD, I think. Exactly. So I thought I would test it out and just say yeah. an optician. So far, absolutely fine. No comeback. Yeah. So if you yeah. suddenly disappear, we, uh, we know big what optics happened have got to the, me. Yeah. <laughs> the big optics have come for you. Um. So I don't want to talk about uh, another podcast too much o- on my own, but there is obviously the iconic question of the meal deal. And yeah. I was thinking about this earlier when um, sort of finalising the notes, check, make sure I'd got everything right. And there's one snack that no one's ever mentioned. And that's, oh. it's it's a new one. So I think that might be why people haven't mentioned it. And that's the zebra Kit Kat. Are you familiar? No. Are you not? Okay. So no. it's basically a dark chocolate and white chocolate Kit Kat. So and one stick, white one no, stick. It's like oh. it's like a marble effect. Okay. And it's really strange because you eat it and it just tastes like a milk chocolate Kit Kat because the dark chocolate, the milk, and the white chocolate outweigh each other. Right. And it's very peculiar. I was, I was curious to try them because we were um we were talking about it on John's stream. So I thought, see if yeah, you'd I don't really eat meat meal deals in general <gasps> because I don't find I need the snack. I feel like if oh. I'm going to get something, I will get a drink. I might get a drink and a sandwich. Okay. But I feel like having a bag of crisps is sort of overkill. I don't really think I need it. That's that's fair enough. 
occasionally i mean if, if i do get one i'll probably get a fruit option that's a bit more healthy mm. but it just feels like unnecessary waste yeah for me yeah so i don't, I don't really get them generally so I've, I've that's why i'm not really into the question that that's fair enough um so i did want to ask one more thing before we move on to the next topic so everyone says anyone that's been on happy hour uh says how it's so it's so hot in that studio that not even like a penguin would, would die as soon as they entered yeah. the is is there any truth to that like is it oh, so truly hot. boiling it's so hot it's it's a room with with studio lights mm. no windows patio doors there's an air conditioning thing that obviously you can't have on during the show that where like a tube goes in mm. and you in, so you open the patio door bits and turn it on and crank it up but yeah okay. it does get very hot i mean it's not too bad this time of year the summer yeah. rank i say because everyone yeah. says that and i'm always like are you just sort of amping it up for the meme or is it actually properly no, it's, very, it's 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 very hot but then a lot of i mean you know from the theater sort of things a lot mm. of lighting yeah you just sort of get used to it yeah. and uh yeah get on with it yeah but now it is is it is hot yeah mm. uh so one of your newest ventures you've taken on is uh beer brewing yeah and also you, you did a stream uh yesterday uh, as we're recording this of you uh brewing beer which was an amazing stream thank you um so how how did that all start? Was it? Did you get like one of those kits or? Yeah, I got a where... kit. I mean, there's there's a, the first time I ever brewed beer is on YouTube. I think it's called. Mm. I don't know. Can I make my own beer at home or something like that? Okay. And it's essentially, um, yeah, I bought a kit for like fifty quid or something mm. like that, and it gives you everything you need, pretty much, to make a batch of beer. And I think at the end of it, I probably got like about eight, seven or eight bottles. <laughs> but then you taste it, and you go, God, that's actually yeah. nice. I like, I like, I, cause I thought you could make beer, but I thought it'd be rubbish. I yeah. didn't think you'd make nice beer. Like, I, thought, I thought it might technically be beer. Because my memories in the 80s, there used to be like beer making kits that mm. your mates' dads would make and they stank and yeah. horrific. But but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed you can make decent beer in your kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Because you you've had a few people try the beer and all of their responses have sort of been, wow, it, yeah. it tastes like beer. Yeah yeah and 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 that's nice people guess really not really nice. yeah. yeah yeah i feel genuinely genuinely surprised i think because mm. like even lloyd lloyd griffith when he did a sort of when the first one i did it was him that mm. and brew dog and he did a yes. blind tasting thing and he didn't know which one's which and preferred my one but i mean that i mean that's, it was fresh fresher right? the, yeah. the brew dog one anyways it's not really not really a fair comparison but um so yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I think they're, they're good. And at the minute, that was just doing kit recipes. Now, at the minute, I'm trying to work out my own beer recipe. Yeah, and nail things down for that. Yeah. So how far is it that you wanted to take? Is it is this something you want to sort of monetize and make a business from, or is it going to stick I'd as like, a hobby? As long as I enjoy it, I'd like to keep going. And I would the the ideal thing would be to start a brewery, like okay. an actual brewery sort of thing, and and film it all for YouTube and do yeah. that. I think I, I quite like business stuff. And I like the um i like the the, the sort of fun so that side of making a business and growing something like mm. that i think i think that'll be quite good fun and the content of it and and you could do the sort of collaborations with youtubers and stuff yes like that. that's the sort of the big plan but it depends how much i enjoy it and yeah how we go so at the minute i'm talking to a brewery at the minute about doing just a collaboration oh, okay. beer where we do like a 150 200 bottles or something that we can then sell i just just some like a little low risk mm. sort of thing and see how it goes if you're interested just keep going and, and see how we go but there'll be videos yeah. on it you'll, you'll find out yeah because I, I saw that in your stream people were saying oh can we buy a bottle and you're like oh yeah. that's a bit illegal probably uh 
Yeah, I don't probably think can't be can, doing that. I don't think you can sell beer that you made in your kitchen. I think if there is yeah. a law, there definitely should be. Yeah, like, that sounds a bit They really shouldn't be allowed to just make beer at home. And <laughs> yeah, if, if that's not a law, someone needs to make it a law because exactly. Yeah. So, so I think. Um, so, oh, sorry, sorry, see where I was. Thank right. you. Um, so I think um, the the yeah the the I, I will have some beer this year available for people to buy on what scale that is i don't know okay so if right so if you make this a business and you sort of get you you make a brewery as a business yep. would the name binde ipa is that something that's gonna stick around as a beer or would you sort of steer away from that Probably, yeah, I think that's thinking, it makes sense, isn't it? That's what yeah. we always ask when can I get a Bindi IPA sort of thing. So, yeah, I think it would make sense to, yeah. to have that at least to start uh, to do that. Yeah, so so that's what I'm trying to do at the minute. I've made a few different you know, different style of beer, but I'm going to try and nail a recipe for, for this. Mm. That's my own recipe, it's Bindi IPA, and then just go from there and see, okay, see how it goes. So, the next thing I want to talk about is something that sort of sets uh, you just with your age group aside from sort of your classic jack makes or, or your, your joe style because people like that is you've you've got a family so you've you're married yeah. and you have three kids i believe uh yep. called arlo otto and kitty so how old okay. are they just before you move on yeah look, look at that uh then uh they're they're nine six and three they're both okay. in april we have said we have a mating season <laughs> so they're all but they're all three years apart in april essentially okay. their birthdays so um so yeah, it's quite easy to remember. As long as you know one of their ages, you can work out okay. the others quite simply. Yeah. So Kitty's the oldest there. Is that yep, right? She's nine. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Otto's six, Otto's three. Nice. Okay. So what what do they think about what you do? Do they do they understand it? Because I know sort of Otto will hop in and uh or is it Otto or Arlo that yeah. comes into your streams? It's Otto, isn't it? Otto quite often wanders into the stream. Yeah. D does um, he know what's going on? Or yeah, he he knows. He knows he gets the concept of it, and he mm. watches YouTube videos. So okay. I think he wants to be a YouTuber, right? And that so he does that. He doesn't watch my YouTube videos, but he watches other other YouTube videos, like Minecraft stuff and that. So yeah, they they get it. Kitty's less mm. interested in it. She's more okay. sort of aloof about it, all sort of thing. Are oh, those th uh, three? Uh, three? They're into everything. That's whatever he's yeah. do this. Yeah, be anything. Do you want to go to the shops? Yeah. Mm. Um. So they're so of it. And also, just yeah, it's quite is. Quite enjoys it, I think. Mm. But, but I mean, it's it's equally there've been times where he's not been into it, and I've said like when I went, when I um when I took them in Bulg in Bulgaria skiing last mm. January, and I and I was going to make a video while I was there. I said I'm going to make a video. Do you want to be in it? She went no. She went all right. So Fair enough, then, yeah. he is in occasionally because later on in the week he said he didn't want to be he didn't want to be in something. Okay. He's in little bits of it. I just go fine, whatever you, whatever you like. Yeah. So so mm. I do. I, I'll always ask them if they want yeah. to do it or not, and see how they go. So when sort of when he comes in on the streams and he sees the chat and people are sort of saying, oh, also highlight, I obviously when also comes in, the chat tends to go mental. Does he sort of make the link between that chat and actual people? Because obviously he he is he is but a boy. So does he does he yeah. know those messages are actual people sort of? Yeah, he gets it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah, because he will say, has anyone got any questions for me? I think he, likes, oh, okay. he quite likes it. So, yeah, no, he does. Um, I think he's very, yeah, he's very aware of, of what's mm. what's going on. Um, uh, he just likes likes something, likes something to do in it. <laughs> Fair enough. Any interaction, I don't <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, so you said Kitty sort of is more sort of not bothered by, by what mm. you do. Um, 
if I remember rightly, did you say Kitty was wanting to start a channel? Or is that something I... She's done... She's filmed some stuff before, but I've... My sort of rule is I don't want to end up doing work that is of no benefit to me. I don't yeah. want to end up doing extra work. Sort of thing. Yeah. So I, I've said it, if she does it, I will sit with her, but she has to edit it herself. Mm. And she's filmed it and never edited it. So in theory, yes, she would like to do YouTube sort of stuff. Mm. But... Um, but uh, the family trade, um, <laughs> but she, um, but but they're gonna have to do their own editing if they want that, to do it. Is that was it Kitty's video where you slept on a trampoline or were going to sleep yeah. on a trampoline? So that was from, yeah. So she said, she said to me, Do you want to? She said, you want to do a video? I said, Okay, yeah, no problem. I'll help you with do it. She said, Okay, do it. We can, yeah. I went, Right, what do you want to, what do you want to do? She said, I want to spend 24 hours on trampoline, like, right? Okay, <laughs> but also. My sort of rule for parenting is if you say no for something, what's the actual reason to say no? Yeah. I think a lot of the time you can just default go, oh, no, but like, well, is there any reason she can't sleep on the trampoline for 24 hours? But, well, <laughs> not really. She can't be on her own because she's nine. So I'll have to go and sleep on it with her. It's horrible, <laughs> horrible. But yeah, so I slept on the trampoline with them essentially because um, then Otto wanted to get involved as well. She filmed it, never edited it. So a bit of a blow. But that's. I mean, yeah. So that was a that must have been quite an experience. I can't. It'd be quite comfy though, because they're very obviously. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't because they're also exceptionally bouncy. So if (laughs) someone moves their arm, the whole thing goes like that. (laughs) Yeah. So, so a kid rolls over, and also as Trevor's on the slopes, you're sort of permanently all rolling into a big mesh. So you'd wake up in the big pile of bodies (laughs) and throw a child child off me and crawl back up the trampoline in a sleeping bag for a bit. So it's horrible. Don't do it. Don't oh, you had sleeping bags though. Yeah. So you're not you, animals. <laughs> you wouldn't recommend that for a, for a Fraser Oliver vlog then. Uh, I mean, you could do it. I mean, I, I don't mean, have a trampoline, so I think I'd struggle. Yeah, I mean, do it on desperate other content, really. I mean, if you do, do it, edit it, because it's more more effort than I've ever put into a video. <laughs> even edit it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you could certainly could certainly could do it. I think I think they watch a lot of videos where people do these sort of challenges. Yeah, but they don't understand that. And all these YouTubers are making it up. Like that they're not actually. Morgs didn't actually hours. spend twenty four hours in a box. Like, <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't want to besmirch Morgs, but certainly some of them are are, are not doing what they're mm. saying they're doing. Yeah. So uh, this we're on to the sort of final final few segments of the podcast. Now this one I've I've borrowed. I can say borrowed. I haven't stolen it. I borrowed it uh, directly from uh, Jack's Happy Hour. And it is hypothetical questions. So I do this sort of at the end of, of every podcast just to sort of, you know, break it up a bit, sort of a bit of a chill question. So I've got two here for you. Okay. So if you were a transformer, what vehicle would you transform into? 2008 Vauxhall Victory Estate. <laughs> wow. I don't know why I expected any other... Yeah. Any other response you got to stay that. on brand, damn You've you got, got a bin lorry, one of those. Yeah, um, yeah, because I know, I know most people would probably say like a big, like a lot of people would say like a strong vehicle, like they go a, a tank or something. And I'm like, yeah, bit of a pussy move, that isn't it? Just like transform yeah. into a tuk-tuk or something, have a bit of fun with yeah. it. Yeah, as you know, what I'll be, I'll, I'll transform into a ski resort piece basher thing. <laughs> okay. I can go skiing more. Yeah, as long as one you can still ski. Makes, one of the things that the snowplow type thing. The other yeah. thing the snow. Yeah, exactly. Um, this this one I don't have an answer for. So if if you could somehow get extra lives in real life, how would you get them? So if there was a system where you could gain extra lives, like a video game. Okay. 
what, what system would I put in? Yeah. Like, would it? Would you exchange something for lives? Would you have to sort of... What What would be... Because in my head, is it like you have to give something to like a higher power? It's like, oh, if you give this amount of money to, to Lord Philip, he will give you an extra well, maybe life. Maybe it's a or... certain amount of overall points that you get. Like if you do a okay. certain amount of good stuff, you hit a sort of... Again, they're called rebirths or something yeah. like that, and there's all you... these, these, these reblocks things. Want... I think if you um if you're if you do a certain things, you might not know your score, but you'll go bing. Yeah, you've reached. You got an extra life. thousand life points. Yeah. yeah, that'd be quite a good system, I think. Yeah, you get like a like a experience points. It's like you did yeah. you did this, you get experience from that. Yeah, and then the people that do well get to live in the next life. Eventually, we away all the other people. Mm, okay, so I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to be in the yeah. in the extra lives camp. I'm oh, assuming okay. I'm obviously. Um, so, Robbie, there's been a underlying theme in this podcast, and it's something that I haven't uh, haven't told you about. But it was I, I was given a secret mission for this podcast by the man himself, uh, the boy John. Oh God! So I I let him know that uh, I was doing this podcast, and he said this was while he was on a stream. He said, "Okay, then we'll give you some words that you've got to slip into the podcast." Uh, without Robbie knowing. Oh, brilliant. What so was where him, along with the stream chat, came up with the words. Let me see if they can think. Is there anything that you've said that's been weird that I can think of? Um... So some of the words I had to say, one of the words I had to say three times, one I had to say twice. And it's words that didn't really fit, but... What were they? Pantomime. Is that I... one of them? No. 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 Right. I'll try to they were? Yeah, go on. So I had to say penguin three times. Okay, yeah. So I said it when we were skiing. Yeah, yeah. So I had to do, um, I had to say Butter Boy. Butter Boy. And I was. When did you say Butter Boy? So I I, I said to John, can I say it, but say But a Boy? But say it quick, so it sounds like Butter Boy. He said, of course you can. Oh, you said Butter Boy. is Butter Boy. Okay, good. Zebra Kit Kat, he wanted me to say because he tried one of them on his streams. He said, get that in there somewhere. But that is a real thing, right? That is a real that... thing. No, that's yeah, yeah, a genuine okay. thing. But Fine. he said, try and get that in there. Uh, banana, which I spoke about early on when we talked about breakfast. Right, yeah. Uh, I had to say pussy twice, because obviously he's still trying to get that, that sponsorship yeah. from the energy yeah. drink. And I had to say uh, Lord Philip, which is his penguin that he has on his stream. When he goes ah, to the toilet, okay. he puts a plush penguin in front of the webcam, and that is Lord Philip. And when did you say that? How did you fit that in? Um, I, I said when we talk about extra lives, I said you give something to a higher power, like you give this amount of money to Lord Philip, and he will grant oh, you extra lives. There you go. Yeah, I think yeah. I should be thinking at that point. That's good. I think they could have given you more challenging words. To be to fair, I in. was I was chuffed when I the ones I was I was worried about Butter Boy until I realized I could yeah. say just but a boy and say it quickly. Getting penguin yeah. in there three times was a nightmare. Yeah, no, but, you did very well. I didn't notice. So well done. That's, that's I good. like those things. I like those. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was difficult, but you know, I think I think did a pretty good job. So yeah, um, yeah, that that brings us to the end of the podcast, Robbie. So uh, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. A uh, pleasure. A, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been an honor. Um, if, make sure sorry, I, think, I keep yawning. It's because I didn't get very much sleep last night. It's no personal reflection on you. <laughs> All that's this all podcast, right. all the work you've been doing. No, no, that's all right. Um, so, yeah, if, if you haven't already, uh, go and check out Robbie's channel. It is an absolute delight. I'll link it in the description, obviously, on the end screen, as, as always. Uh, give this video a like if you enjoyed it. If you didn't, that's that's pretty rude, to be honest. Uh, down there somewhere, isn't it? Down there I'm somewhere. Uh, subscribe if you're new or if you haven't done so already. Uh, any final words, Robbie, to say to, to my viewers before we go? Butterboy. 
Butterboy. There we go. Uh, thanks for watching, everyone, and I will see you in the next one.